Have you ever had that question where the question itself really houses within the question an accusation, an accusation which the accusation itself has no merit whatsoever, but simply by responding to the question, you put yourself in jeopardy of revealing an answer that the answer could be worse than the question because the accusation has so much weight that even if the accusation has no truth, no merit whatsoever, answering the question is a trap. See, the question may sound something like, have you stopped beating your wife yet? Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And we find ourselves in a strange evolution in time in 2020, as if 2020 wasn't weird enough. But there's been a constant shift. I don't want this conversation to be focused on political because I don't want people to think, oh, that's about politics, that's about religion, let's just dismiss it. This is a leadership question that is a very powerful challenge for leaders. If you've ever been accused of something where the accusation itself had no merit and the truth itself was so buried in the weight of the accusation that the truth would never come to the light of day, that the truth itself would be hard to prove, then you know the challenge that I'm talking about. But let me take that one step further because today what we see in 2020 over and over and over, and in the media is probably the easiest place for me to point it out, uh, and in the political circles, because we're in a campaign year, is one of the places that it's most prominent, but it happens to people every day. It happens to people at all levels. It happens in the workplace. It happens at home. At little kids. I remember being a kid. In fact, I got a text message just yesterday that said, what happened with so-and-so and so-and-so? How did this happen and how did this happen? And I gave the, the details of the facts and said, well, here's what I know, I know happened while I was present. It was like this and this and this. And they're like, oh, well, that doesn't, that doesn't fit the story that I'm getting. And I'm thinking to myself, how often does it happen that the narrative, the story, the story that's being relayed by someone who wants to protect themselves doesn't have any merit in fact, but it, as an accusation, points all the blame somewhere else. It takes all the focus off of them and points it on somebody else. Even if the story they're telling has no truth in it, it so diverts from the truth that you don't even think about what's really true. I had a dream last night, and that's kind of what has prompted this conversation in my head. In the dream, I was shopping in a, a little place, and not necessarily a flea market, but it was one of those places where there was just a, a menagerie of unique little items, and they were all very inexpensive, like a place you would go to buy trinkets to resell, like a wholesaler type of thing, maybe like a, like a Sam Moon, although I've never been in the Sam Moon store, I just know what it is. So in the dream, I had my backpack on my shoulder, and I was walking around the store looking at things, and these, this guy accosted me. First, he just started yelling at me, and I was like, are, are you talking to me? Because I, I don't know what you're upset about. I haven't done anything. 
And so I tried to ignore him and go back to what I was doing, and he shoved me in the dream. Well, in the dream, when he shoved me, as I was stumbling backward, I stumbled into another guy who then pushes me the other way, and I'm looking at him, and I'm going, what is with you two? So I literally ignored them both and turned to walk away. And as I turned to walk away, they started shouting more obscene things at me and making accusations. And I'm like, I, I don't even know you guys. I, why are you here? What, what is the problem? And eventually one starts shoving me toward the doorway, but I'm holding on to my backpack pretty tight. And as I start down the stairs, one guy throws the other guy a, a black bag and as he catches it, he opens it and throws some merchandise in it and then zips it back and goes running down the stairs yelling that I'd stolen the stuff that he was putting in the bag. And I'm like, I just watched you put it in the bag and that's not even my bag. My bag is on my shoulder. And so why would I steal stuff and put it in somebody else's bag? It was really a bizarre scene until I get to the bottom of the stairs. And when I get to the bottom of the stairs, the cops are already there. And the owner of the store is already there. And now they're accusing me of having stolen all this stuff. Well, my first thought is, well, that's not even my bag. Why would I steal stuff and put it in somebody else's bag? That doesn't make any sense. I didn't come in with that bag. I had no intention of leaving with that bag. Why would you accuse me of that? And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what have they put in my backpack while I wasn't looking, while I was being shoved back and forth? What if I had actually put my backpack down in order to argue with this guy? They would have stuffed my backpack full of all kinds of stolen merchandise. Now, I don't know what their end game was. If they were going to get paid something by the cops if I got arrested. I don't know what it all was. I woke up from the dream at that point. But it was just that very annoying reality that we all live in today. We've seen it all across our country with the unrest in the streets. That the fingers are being pointed left and right, and I don't mean politically left and right, I mean in all directions being pointed, and accusations are flying. And those that we're watching on film do things that are damaging and destructing, destructive. They're, they're harmful to our society. They're harmful to our culture. They're harmful to our history. And they're getting off scot-free. In fact, there are people who are sitting outside the sidelines paying for their bail money to continue the mayhem. While the people who are simply trying to defend themselves, defend their homes, defend their property, defend other people's property, are being prosecuted to the full extent of the law for doing what they had a legal right to do. It's totally baffling. But see, from a leadership standpoint, this shouldn't just be a lecture. This should be a serious conversation. We find ourselves in a time in a season in our nation, in a history, in human history, a, a moment in human history where the truth doesn't seem to have the relevance of an accusation. Again, not because I want this to be a political conversation, but look at the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. All of the accusations that were brought against him and screamed from the mountaintops, all of which turned out to be unfounded allegations. Many, many, many times people just point and they scream and they yell to get the attention, to divert the attention. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I read about it years ago and I've, I've researched it again to make sure that, that I'm accurate. But there's something in the training of a lion that when you put a stool in front of his face, he can focus on the stick that the lion tamer is using. He can focus on the lion tamer just enough to pick out where he wants to eat him for lunch. But when you put the stool in front of his face, his ability 
to discern one leg from the other leg as that stool is being spun immobilizes him. He can't tell one leg from the other. And there are only a certain number of things because of the way his vision and his brain work together that the lion can't discern more than three items at a time and just freezes. Now, I know that sounds silly. Look it up. The reason they use a three-legged stool is because it confuses the lion into silence. If we as a society reach the place where the accusation, the distraction of the accusation is so powerful that the truth becomes irrelevant. I was working with someone in an HR capacity not too long ago, and this person was kind of detailing uh, some of the people that they were challenged and working with. And I said, you know, from a leadership standpoint, you've got to understand this principle that the accusation is often more powerful than the truth. And in fact, someone who knows that will choose very targeted accusations because that targeted accusation doesn't have to be proven true. The accusation itself is enough to sideline someone, to cause them to lose their job, to move them out of an organization and its leadership, or at least their influence over this individual. Sexual harassment is one of those charges that companies simply cannot take the chance between the exposure in the media the exposure legally, and the financial exposure, if there's even an accusation of sexual harassment, that chances are the person who's been accused is going to be terminated, is going to be sidelined, is going to be penalized, could lose their job or their, or their income, or at a minimum lose their position. Because the company simply will not take the chance that it's true. Now, what that means is that all of the leverage, all of the power in that relationship is in the hands of the accuser right, wrong, or otherwise. The power rests in the hands of the accuser. And so a manipulative, deceitful, willing to take the risk of being found out, but knowing that the risk of being found out is so minimal uh, type of a person will say, if I could get the job, get the promotion, or get, just get rid of this boss that I don't like, the accusation alone is enough. Now that's a frightening place to put ourselves in as a society. But a phrase like this, I'm just going to use a random question. I imagine, even if your workforce is really, really small, you've only got five or six people in your workplace. A husband and wife run the business, and a female employee works there who doesn't like some decision the, the, the male boss has made. If that female employee went to the wife of the owner of the company, a co-owner presumably of the company, a, a person invested in the success of the company. If this female employee went to the wife and said, um, I just want to ask a quick question, and I'm not trying to start a problem. I just, I just want to ask a quick question. If your husband at, grabs my breast again, how should I respond to that? I'll let that settle in for a moment and ask yourself, if you were the wife and this employee asked you a question like that, how long would it take you to get ticked off at your husband? How much proof would he have to have that he never did any such thing? Before there's a problem in your company, there's a problem in your marriage, there's a problem in your relationship, your trust is gone. See, that's the kind of accusation that doesn't have to have any merit in truth at all. And the truth, in fact, kind of like my dream of not stealing things that I didn't steal, but 
was being set up to be accused of being stolen, the story rests in the question, even if the question is hypothetical, the question itself is an accusation. And the accusation itself is damaging enough to destroy someone's reputation, their work history, their marriage, their company, their financial position. Just asking the question is a threat, is an act of aggression. And we live in a society today, whether it's from the college football players who were accused and later found, was it Duke University, I think? And this was years ago, seven or eight years ago all the way up to the Supreme Court nomination, accusations that were found to be unfounded, unjust accusations, there was no legal course behind them whatsoever, but the accusation itself was enough to create a national uproar in the media. The accusation of the football players was enough to destroy their reputations. There are guys right now being released from prison who have spent 10 and 15 years in prison for a crime they did not commit because the accusation, the accuser was believed and the accusation was more powerful than the truth. No evidence, just an accusation. Now, if we continue on the path that we're on as a society, prosecuting based on accusations, and by prosecution, I don't necessarily mean that the legal course has come to its end and the judge and the jury have decided that the evidence is in favor of the accuser. If that's the ultimate course, that's fine. But right now we have a cancel culture, we have a media culture, we have a shame and blame and destroy culture that is so powerful. If you simply put the wrong candidate's flag in front of your house, you may get a letter of warning from your HOA. Not exaggerating, I saw one on Facebook today. You could be warned that your property is at risk of danger. Now, how long before your insurance company says, oh, well, that's just like cooking meth in your garage. I mean, if you're putting the, the structure in danger because of your political beliefs, then you know that's an accusation that says we're not gonna cover you for insurance anymore. That's like saying you want a street race in your car and they expect us to cover you for car insurance. You're doing things that are risky behavior that we're not gonna be responsible for that. See how that accusation being louder than the truth, being so powerful that the truth never even comes to the surface is a dangerous thing. I hope I've laid out a, a good enough illustration of this point to get a conversation going because I really do believe that as we continue to proceed in 2020 and in the future, leaders at every level need to begin to ask the question, how will we get to the truth when the accusation is so bold, so inflammatory? that the accusation itself could destroy our company, our organization, or our team. Just the accusation, even if there's no merit in it, even if the reality of what happened doesn't meet the standards of the accusation, just the accusation could bring us down. How as leaders do we deal with that? That's a genuine question. And I would love it if someone would have the time and the integrity, not just to watch this video, but to share some comments. In fact, Shoot another video and share this with your video and reply. Let's get this conversation started. It is a very important conversation, just not just for our election cycle, not just for politics in America, but worldwide. I was just watching a video today about uprisings in the street in another nation based on accusations of what is happening in their country. It's a big deal. And the sad thing is the only reason the uprisings are happening if this video is accurate, 
is because it's been so long that the violence they're protesting has been ignored and swept under the carpet. So this is an accusation that has a lot of power and influence behind it. But if the accusation is untrue, it could be a bigger problem than the problem they're revolting against. See the challenge? As leaders, we've got to get a handle on this and figure out where do we draw the line? Where do we say, this is truth? Is truth absolute? Or is truth like beauty only in the eye of the beholder? How do you handle it as a leader when the accusation is more damaging than the answer of whether it's true or not? I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.